You are listening to the Legal Community Podcast, hosted by Guy Remond and Dave Zampano, powered by Guider. Guider provides self-service online legal documents supported by your local attorney. Fast, affordable, and in your own time. For more information and resources, please visit guider.legal and enjoy the show. to the Legal Community Podcast. Today, we are joined by Guy Reedman and Dave Zampano, the founders of Guider. And today, we're going to be specifically talking about online services from Guy's perspective of what's been happening out in that whole wonderful world of the internet. Guy, Dave, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Hi, Dave. Hi, Guy. Good to be here as always. Love the chat sessions. Good to be back. So yeah, so as Lisa says, we're gonna we're gonna take a trip down memory lane and look at you know probably twenty years ago and uh, where the internet was then, and then um, just briefly, uh, and then look at it where we are today, and perhaps have a, a chat about where it's going, and then we'll link in our legal document platform guider, and um, you know hopefully uh, give you a taste of the uh, of the future with that as well. First of all, my background. So you know I've been involved in uh, developing websites um, and sort of more complex back-end systems for businesses uh, for the last sort of 25 almost 30 years really you know if we go back to probably the year 2000 and and really you know um, websites uh, were were just becoming a thing and there was kind of databases behind them that did some basic stuff but it was you know, really kind of basic compared to where where it is today. And, you know, as the technology changed and improved, and in particular as bandwidth increased, you know, online services became more useful. They became more complicated in some ways, certainly to build them, but front-end-wise, they became simpler for users to use. Uh, and, you know, if, you, if I think back to, I think it was probably 1996 or something like that, uh, Robbie Williams would do a, you know, did a, a kind of a big concert, hundred thousand people plus uh, in, in Nebworth. There was uh, an online system in the UK called Ticketmaster, and um, you just knew that the second those would go on sale, that the, the these systems would crash, and uh, they did, and uh, every time because, you know, back back then the technology and the bandwidth didn't support the kind of um, number of concurrent users that that the systems can produce today uh, but if you go on a you know a ticketing system today uh, they generally don't on the whole they don't crash but uh, they they can slow down um which is fine but they, they tend not to fall over nowadays um so they can deal with spikes in demand and really that's kind of where the, the you know technologies come these services now are are uh, you know a really um comprehensive that can be offered online um, very interactive. There's lots going on, uh, and the the user interface uh, has become um, an even bigger part of uh, an online system than 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 it was previously. And you know, the, the the skill nowadays is not only to build a system that doesn't fall over, but it's also to build a system that is simple to use. And I think the the other thing to kind of point out, you know. Um, kind of over the last two years, really, is that we, we know that, you know, um, consumers' expectations have changed. They expect companies to offer online services. Uh, they expect services not to fall over. They expect the user interface to be um, really simple to use. And they expect to be able to use the div- um, use the, the system on any device. And very often people are at home on the sofa 
using the mobile to you know buy um, you know products from retail shops, maybe in car insurance, uh, but also consume other services. You know, obviously, we've had the pandemic recently, um, and what that's done actually, it's forced even more people online because people have had to then start to use things like online conferencing to to stay in touch. Uh, they've had to use on time online retail because certainly in the UK. Yeah, for, for probably the best part of six months, actually, over the last um, 18, the, the retail shops have been shut by the essential stuff like food. So people have had to get used to using online. Uh, so in other words, COVID has accelerated the rate of change. It was changing anyway. And, you know, the companies that weren't on board online would have eventually seen a, a real effect on the business, probably uh, in the end, actually finishing the business if they uh, weren't able to move online. The COVID situation, the pandemic has definitely accelerated that. It sounds a little bit negative, but the great news is that technology now uh, is democratizing and demonetizing services. In other words, it's getting cheaper and easier for companies to move online and offer the services online. And um, but it's really important that they do that. And you know, uh, again, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Guider at the end. But I believe we've, you know, we've really made it easy for uh, lawyers to um, offer some of their services uh, online on, on our legal document platform and really benefit from. Uh, the the internet as opposed to seeing it as a threat. In in Lisa's introduction, she she talked about um, looking at online services through multiple industry perspectives. So I've kind of given you a bit of background and history on where uh, technology was and kind of where it's come to now. And I'm going to give a couple of, of kind of uh, real world examples. Um, so let's talk about uh, events. Events have, have have changed massively. You know, pre COVID. Uh, you could use um, online booking forms to to book events. You have tickets on your mobile. You know, in the in the most forward thinking events, they were streaming live kind of broadcasts, but they also had people there, and it was kind of a, a hybrid type model. Uh, but most events actually were still in person events, either in person events or pure webinars. Um, actually, what COVID's done, it's forced everybody online. And for, for, for conferences and so on to perform um, during the pandemic, they've really had to move the whole conference online. Um, and, and, and again, that's just accelerated the adoption of these types of services. Uh, and actually now what's happening is as we're coming out of the pandemic, the conferences now are looking at um, operating the hybrid model that we discussed before. So in other words, they, they kind of get the best of both worlds. They have the people there and they, you know, if people want to attend and 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 get the undoubted benefits of being there in person and networking with people and just having that human interactivity. But equally, if you can't make it for whatever reason or you can't travel, you can also attend because these things now are streamed as well. So, you know, this hybrid model actually opens a market up for conferences to a far wider audience than it ever has done before. So again, actually, this is, this has been a benefit. You know, COVID has forced users to 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 move to video conferencing, get used to it, and and therefore conferences can offer that as a as an option nowadays. And then you look at retail, and and, and retail is a really interesting one. You know, let's face it, the high street has been deteriorating uh, for probably ten to fifteen years. Big name retailers are going by the the wayside uh, at an alarming rate at the moment. Um, and and but you know, conversely. Online 
uh, are prospering. And and these online retailers, you know, in the UK, we've got one called Asos, um, which is was was nothing a few years ago, and now it's one of the biggest retailers in the country, and, and it's purely online. What what's happening is it's almost. Um, I think Lisa, you use the 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 term reverse engineering and i think that's a really nice way of describing it what's happening is these online retailers are actually doing most of the business online but are having um are moving into some retail premises on a much more limited basis than um you know some of the the legacy retailers and that's probably a really nice balance now so they've kind of got that right where they've got some um high street presence uh, which helps build the brand it will sell some stock undoubtedly um, but they haven't got the overheads that traditional retailers um, have been weighted down by and, um, you know, things like the, the retail rates and stuff like that as well. So retail has fundamentally changed. Uh, and the final example of that is is Amazon Go. So Amazon Go have kind of, um, you know, Amazon is, a, as we're, I'm sure, all aware, is, a, is the world's biggest uh, or second biggest, I think, next to the, the, the Chinese version of uh, an, an online retailer but they're also moving into the high street but what they're doing is they're, they're utilizing technology in a big way so they're, they're they're changing the face of high street retail so in other words when you when you go into an amazon store the only thing you have to do is um is scan um a code off your amazon app uh, as you're walking in after that you can pick whatever you want off the shelf put it in a basket put it in a bag and walk out to the store and everything is automatic. So, in other words, um, the the cameras around the, the the computer vision cameras are watching what you're doing. They're they're looking at what you're taking off the shelf, and then kind of making a, a note of it, as it were. And then, um, as you walk out the store, then they will um, total everything up. Um, they will charge your card, and they will send the receipt to your your phone. Um, so, super convenient. So, that's kind of another great example of how. Uh, online uh, is changing at the moment and before we kind of go into the summary i'd be really interested dave to hear i know you ran an online event recently what, what's your kind of uh, opinion on how things have changed and how you're going to do things in the future you know guy listening to you <laughs> i like you have been at the game now this is year 29 going into 30 for me and um i was on the other side right legal services and we've seen the technology on the legal services side, change from, you know, fillable documents, the old word merge documents to hot docs based, you know, programming documents. And uh, and as we've seen over time, I think, like you've discussed, is a transition and enhancement of what people expect. Right. So not so much the retail world. They, the, the consumer doesn't have any idea what it takes us to generate a trust. But, but the, the legal industry cares, and they've really held a, um, the, the technology folks to a higher standard and say, okay, how are we getting these technological services easier, faster? I, I remember back for me in the 19, late 1990s, early 2000s, we used to get a, uh, a plug-in to our computer that allowed us to generate X number of documents. And when that plug-in expired, we'd have to get another plug-in. And... Um, now, obviously, everything is online, cloud-based, and um, and similar to consumers, lawyers are starting to ask, what's possible? See, lawyers are not as, I'm going to say the legal industry, I'm not going to blame lawyers, the legal industry is not as progressive as 
the retail markets, um, it, they, we tend to be laggards uh, in how we adopt things, especially technology. I mean, it took COVID to get laws on the books to permit virtual signing of documents. <laughs> so um, even though there's DocuSign out there, that, that only works for certain types of legal documents and not others. Um, you know, virtual notarization, that we now can notarize documents over Zoom following some new rules and criteria that, again, all promulgated by COVID. One of the things that I said at my conference last week, and I think people really resonated with it, kind of put a positive spin on a pretty negative thing was, while COVID shut down the world, it absolutely blew open our future um, because it really forced all of us, including those laggards, to get on or get off. the. I mean, there was no getting off. You were totally out of the loop on the whole things that was going on in the world if you were not fully engaged in technology and something as simple as Zoom. So our most recent event, I will tell you this, last week, it was the highest attended event we've ever had online. Um, I'm amazed at the technology. You know, you can go into those rooms where you can have a social hour and all the tables are set up and you can walk through the room and see who's at each table and sit down. If there's a seat, you can go to two or three floors. You can go to the vendors and chat with them. I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly technology caught up. That being said, the number one scream out from all the participants was, when are we getting back in the room? They really do want to get back in the room. And I think what, what it's going to do is it's going to allow us to open it up to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get in the room. So our organization in particular, we don't just have lawyers come, the entire law firm comes, the team members. And so sometimes we've had some can't come because who might be pregnant, who might have a procedure one day and, and really can't come for the week. And so I think this new hybrid model you talk about, Guy, is really going to change really and open up, not close down, but really open up access to people that didn't have it previously. I think I think that's the greatest thing we saw last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we're talking about online systems. So it's probably a good point to, to talk about Guider then. You, you, you kind of mentioned, Dave, that, you know, um, maybe the legal industry was was lagging behind, which, you know, presents opportunities. And and, you know, there are plenty of actually, you know, online platforms out there that you can access legal, legal documents for. But actually, the, the, you know, none of these that we're aware of go through the, the lawyer themselves. So they, you know, they, they don't work with the lawyers per se. So, you know, what we want with Guida is uh, we're looking, you know, our business model is to, is to help smaller law firms whose, let's face it, this kind of technology isn't easy to do. You know, it takes a, a good deal of knowledge and usually a good deal of money to build something that can compete with some of the the bigger online platforms that are out there um, that do try and bypass lawyers. You know, obviously with your legal background, Dave, your vision was always to how can we help lawyers compete against those kind of platforms? And, you know, I believe that Guida does that. So, I mean, would you like to talk talk about that from a, a lawyer point of view on, on how we have facilitated and we've democratized the, the, the ability for, for, for lawyers, smaller lawyers to use a really comprehensive, complete, well-built uh, and simple to use system? You know, Guy, I got to tell you, as I'm sitting here listening, a couple thoughts came to mind. I think all of us listening, remember the stories of Hewlett Packard starting in a garage, right? And then 
I think Steve Jobs had a summer scenario and Bill Gates, right? And, and this is going to sound corny as hell, but I'm, I'm telling you personally, I feel that that's what you and I have been doing, working in a garage the last year and a half. And, and I think what really makes the Guider product unique is that we took someone of your skill set, 25 to 30 years, just in technology and really understanding user experience and user interface. And something with my experience, which really understands the legal estate planning industry. And in estate planning, we started at Lords of Purpose back in 2000, introducing first new types of trust, the IPUG Protection Trust. Then, then in 2002 and three, we became the founders of the Medicaid practice industry, right? Innovation. Then by 2007, we were the first um, organization in the estate planning industry to offer workflows in third-party software so that you had workflows to kind of operate your business from. And then in 2013, we were the first organization uh, in the industry and still pretty much the only one that brought together an online law practice management system with workflows that integrated the documents. And, and so that was our latest innovation, you know, around technology. I mean, obviously, we're making innovations in legal strategies all the time. Our most recent one with the SECURE Act and what we're doing there. But how do we get this to lawyers? How do we get this ultimately to the consumers? And that was where meeting you that day in Toronto became so significant. I had tried since 2013 with two or three other technical companies and experts I had this vision. I said, there has to be a way. We have to break down the barrier of complexity and to be able to bring the things that we create as lawyers to the consumers in an easy way. But more importantly, make it easy for lawyers. Lawyers are not technically sophisticated. They don't. I mean, yes, we all know how to use our phones. We all know how to get on Office 365 and some of the basic things. But most lawyers today, I'm not talking about the younger ones, but anyone over the age of 40, I would say, in the practice of law today, you know, we tend to look to our younger staff members to help us um, navigate some of this stuff. One of the things in working with you I've seen is the guider has really eliminated all the complexities. It, it almost reminds me of the Steve Jobs approach, simple one button type concept. And here's, here's what I see happening. The guider platform, what it does is it really, what makes it uniquely different is it actually changes the way lawyers interact with the consumer. And I'm going to use this more important word, their clients. The difference between a client and a consumer, a consumer is a prospect. There's a whole bunch of people out there in the world that might need estate planning services or legal services. Those are all prospects. But then there are those that hire you. And for traditionally, for law firms to be hired today, we have to go in to a very complex call us up. Guider is transforming that. Guider is permitting the consumer to have access inside our technological systems that run our practices and even our systems that generate our documents and letting them enter the data, answer the questions. We've built the decision trees and the information segments for them to answer to get solutions, simple solutions, again, starting with the basic three essential documents, the will, the healthcare proxy, and the power of attorney. Uh, for clients. That's what I'm excited, Guy, about the guiders doing. And I, and I know in future podcasts, we'll be talking more about those details. But this today begins. I launched it at my at my natural event last week. It's the first time we've gone public with it. That's why I'm glad we're talking about it here, that this does change the way lawyers interact 
with the consumer and their clients. Here's the key difference. Guider is the legal technical platform and the technological platform to provide legal services to your clients as a lawyer, attorney, client, attorney, client privilege. And it manages all that for the attorney in compliance with all of our legal obligations. So I'm excited for it. I think I think someday, hopefully, Guy, my hope is that they're talking about how we started working in a garage. For us, it was meeting at that lunch table in Toronto over a strategic coach. And and I think the legal industry will accept this because I think it's that bridge from complexity to simplicity with all the due diligence that needs to be happen, happen to make a lawyer comfortable. Me being a lawyer and actually having an active practice that uses the tools, I think is the most important element to give confidence to other potential users. Yeah, and, and my kind of finishing comments is that, you know, um, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we almost fortuitously met, really. We got, it was an introduction from a, a, a mutual friend and we had lunch and you kind of explained what you wanted to do. And I said, well, actually, you know, I've been doing that now for, for quite some time um, and uh, I can put a team together and, 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 and do that and hopefully do it really well. So, you know, your legal expertise and my technical expertise, you know, hopefully we've built something that will really support uh, lawyers moving forward and enable them to offer the consumer genuine choice. They can go through the services uh, as they do now. In other words, you know, hand, the lawyer handholds them through and, and, you know, deals with on a one-to-one basis, or they can go onto an online platform and, and use it with confidence. And they can use it with confidence because they can talk to the lawyer at any point if they do get stuck on anything, although we believe we've made it pretty simple. Um, so I think those are the key things. So a great way to finish. Dave, uh, a pleasure as always. Lisa, thank you for hosting. Yeah, absolutely, gentlemen. It was a great, great, great conversation. And coming up in episode six, uh, Dave's actually going to get in deeper from the perspective of a consumer and why Guider is so beneficial for them. So thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast. Remember to subscribe and review and visit guider.legal. Thank you for listening to the Legal Community Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at guider.legal for more information and please review and share this show. We'll see you next time.